the one thing I'll say that works across every industry that I've seen so far is the influencer content, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. If someone is influencing on those platforms in the niche that you're looking for, it's usually a good idea to collaborate with them. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I'm your host. Just a quick second to thank you so very much for all of your support for the show because it is making all of the difference knowing that the show is making a difference for you. Now, speaking about making a difference today, I'm online with founder, CEO, and chief content strategist at Hosky Media, Mr. Antonio Bocanfuso. Welcome to the show, Antonio. Thank you for having me, Rick. It's absolutely my pleasure. Now, uh, you and I were just uh, talking momentarily. You've had a long day already. This is your last call for the day. Um, how is it that uh, you get any time to relax? Oh, well, the, the reality is, is we try to fit it in, but it's actually not, uh, it's not, so, it's not so evident because during the week I'm taking calls and uh, sometimes during the weekend we're shooting, so... Uh, you know, I don't necessarily have to be there all the time when we're filming, but, you know, depending on the size of the project, I sometimes have to be there. So, you know, sometimes my weekends aren't, uh, you know, they're, they're taken away, but Thursday, Fridays is pretty calm for me. So usually that's when I take my time off. There's a lot to unpack here because I'd love to learn more about Hosky Media and how it works. And I guess the Genesis and all that sort of stuff before, but before we do that, I want to know where's home for you? Uh, Montreal, Canada. Beautiful location. So you've uh, lived there all of your life? All my life. Um, I'm originally Italian. Uh, so I spent a good amount of time in Europe and I studied in uh, Vancouver for film. Uh, never been to Australia though, which I, I'm guessing that's where that's where you're calling from, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, as, uh, as someone who grew up around uh, Italians, I know that uh, you never go hungry. Yeah, as you can see, you know, uh, the camera cuts just at the right at the right height. So. <laughs> well, better to be fit and healthy than longing for food. That's for sure on the Senate. My, my nonno used to say, look, uh, you're not going anywhere until you've had something to eat. I guess you get the same. So funny. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> look, um, this is going to be a fantastic call for anybody who wants to know about uh, video creation, how we can uh, talk to um, influencer marketing and, and how all this came about. But um, you talked about not having much time away from business, Antonio. But when you do, what do you like doing with yourself? Um, you know, the usual, watch, watching movies, um, talking to – actually, you know, I talk with a lot of great colleagues of mine, so we usually talk – I mean – even just with the crew, uh, sharing the like our plans. I don't know. This, it's very rare that uh, things things separate. It's all kind of. Uh murky waters as we build this. No, well, I think it's a wonderful thing that you feel that close in a tight-knit family in the corporation because if you don't have a team that uh, plays together, they won't stay together. So it's a credit to you for having that focus, especially so early on. Now, when was it that uh, you put together Hosky Media? When did it come about? So uh, I basically took over in 2017. Um, it was my father. It used to be my father's company. It used mm-hmm. to be like a furniture assembly company. It was for him, it was a vehicle to achieve financial freedom. Yep. Um, and then, you know, when he decided that it wasn't really uh, going to work out and he retired, I took over. I took over the company, rebranded, 
and uh, and basically started it off after having gone to. So I was in business school before. Yep. You know, I I did the traditional accounting route. Uh, route. I didn't like it, uh, and then I decided to do a certificate uh, in, in Vancouver, which, mm-hmm. as you know, is uh, we call it Hollywood North because a lot of LA productions uh, source uh, creatives or bring production to Vancouver. Uh, they say because it's a very bland uh, city, you can make it look like anywhere in the world. So either a, a place in Japan or anywhere in the United States, the architecture is very is very neutral. So you can pretty much uh, make it look like anywhere in the world. Yep. So a yep. very big part of, of Hollywood productions are are shot over there. So I went I went to study and then I came back to Montreal and uh, got my first clients. I really appreciate you sharing some backstory because I think it's important for context that the My Future Business audience understands the the journey, your struggles, because it's not all not all roses, is it? There's lots of hard work, and I I wonder with that, Antonio. I'm wondering um, what you can tell me about failure. Is it important to fail? Have you learned much from failure? Failure has been, you know, the building blocks of uh, of Hosky. You know, when I first started out, um, one of the biggest uh, missions I set myself on was to create high quality, interesting content that would uh, fulfill me and my team from a creative standpoint, but also deliver uh, tangible results to our customers in terms of sales, message delivery, and wasn't just all about us. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I I take some time, Antonio, to uh, look at my guest's bio, and I've looked over your LinkedIn. What struck me as very interesting is that at one point there, you were a maths and science tutor. Tell us about that experience. You have to be a certain type of person to do that. I come from a very uh, square background. In fact, when I got to film school, you know, the first reaction wasn't kind of a super welcoming open arms scenario. I was viewed very much as the entrepreneur uh, the person that was there that that was purely about the numbers. Um, so I was the one that was negotiating uh, with the merchants for location permits, uh, things like that, wrangling crew, hiring people. Um, so I'm very much like a num- like still a numbers person, um, but you know who still gets his fulfillment from the from seeing the creatives happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I know that it takes a certain type of individual to take a vision, something that is nothing more than a thought, and actually transform that into an action that gets an outcome. And in your case, it turns into Hosky Media. What type of a mindset must somebody have as an entrepreneur, having never done this before, to get momentum initially, build a team and see success? Well, I think it's going to be mostly about, um, so for me, it was really about bringing the money and, 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 you know, I, I built, I built it backwards. Most people, they, they build it, uh, you know, you get the logo done, you get the website done. I started yep. completely the opposite, which I think everyone really should take this into account is that I found the client first. So, you know, I went to the client, I did what I could to convince them that I was the right person for the project. Uh, and he gave me some money, and then I built the team, right? So I didn't do it in reverse. I didn't build the team first and then go and get the money. Uh-huh. I, was, I found the project, uh, convinced him with my own creativity, you know, did a scenario, uh, did like a shot list, you know, showed him some references that uh, that would basically drive the project forward. And he trusted me, gave me uh, the amount of money, and then I went out and found the right people. Obviously, the team wasn't perfect at the beginning, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout the years, the people that really wanted it stayed and those who didn't left. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of how we came to be. 
You talked about your father and taking over the business from him um, early on. Um, I'm, I assume that he was a, 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 an influential figure in your life. Has there been any other people that have, you know, helped you in those formative years to grow? Yeah. So I, I, I was around a lot of entrepreneurs growing up. So I was part of some of the earliest, uh, at least for my knowledge, Facebook groups. You know, I know that it only became a thing of conversation in the last maybe three years. Yeah. Uh, but I remember mine as, as early. I mean, I don't want to say anything false, but I believe when I was, uh, I, I want to say 10 years ago. So, you know, 2011, 2010, I was part of paid Facebook groups, uh, not really only about entrepreneurship, yeah. uh, but I was in that field. I saw uh, how powerful it was to build a tribe, build a team, have fulfillment systems, uh, things like that. Um, so I, I have to say uh, those, the people that ran those groups had a huge, huge impact. And obviously, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a huge, uh, yes. I read that when I was, I, I think, you know, the perfect age to read that book is really between the ages of 14 and 17. If you have a child, if you have a kid, I think that's like really the perfect sweet spot uh, because it's, it was for me, it really, I have, it, it really marked me. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I, I have another book that comes to mind, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and I think that's a really good dovetail in there as well for, for people who are listening. If you've not read that, make sure you get your hands on it. Now, in terms of um, branding, I know you've done a lot of work branding your website, but brand creation is it, it's much more than just a logo. It's about um, how people perceive you. It's about the promise you make when you're delivering. Tell us about yeah. your journey with brand. That's so funny, and it's one of my more interesting stories to tell. Because when I was in school, uh, you know, towards the end of the film filmmaking mm -hmm. uh, pathway, uh, some buddies of mine, uh, you know, we all got together. We wanted to create like a mock company and do some work outside of school hours. Uh, and there was some opportunity in the city of Vancouver, so you know, we were we kind of got held up at the name. You know, we were all kind of bickering, and, and you know, uh, and the biggest lesson that I took away from that was that the name really doesn't matter. So I had this name Hosky, which really didn't really mean anything. It was hard to say. It was hard to, to pronounce. Really. It's not something that really rolls off your tongue. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove that you literally, that it doesn't matter what name you do it. You could still build it. And the tipping point for me was when people other than me started to say it with a certain level of pride. So people that were on the crew, uh, even people that were working for us remotely, you know, they were saying like, oh, I work at Hosky, or even when clients would come on the calls and say, oh, yeah. so I went on your site, Hosky, and it's like, wow, okay, this is real. It's not just me saying it. Uh, and that start, I started to like actually like uh, the name and the colors, and I started to put a little bit more love into it. And, yep. uh, and you know, when we first did our first t-shirts, it kind of seems a little bit silly, but uh, people cool. have been wearing it for the last couple of like, uh, I think it's been over a year now we've had it and the lettering is starting to get worn off and people are still, yep. you know, repping, repping it. So I, yeah, thought well, it was, I thought it was really cool. I'm seeing a leader who is leading. He's, um, I guess, espousing the vision that he has for the business. And now you're just seeing that, I guess, that slow moving train starting to get that momentum. Soon enough, you'll, you won't be able to stop it no matter what you do. Yeah, I feel like it's alive, you know, no matter what. Uh, it's kind of outgrowing me in the sense where, People know the name and they don't know me necessarily who's behind it. It happens a lot with the, the talented crew that I work with. You know, obviously, a lot of them are contractors working on bigger yep. movies, bigger projects. So they film more often than I do. Uh, and when they go to these sets, they uh, people usually ask them, oh, so how's Hosky going? Uh, not really knowing 
okay, this is the dude that founded it. Yep. Uh, they know it more as an entity, which is That's cool. excellent. I, uh, in the, the information that I read uh, from you, Antonio, it talked about influencer marketing. I'm wondering if you can, I guess, elaborate on what that actually means, clarify it for those of us who don't actually know, and, and whether or not it's a, a relevant thing for maybe every business or only a selection of businesses to be using. Yeah, well, we're actually seeing it work in a number of different niches, not just e-commerce, which is where I started. Um, we've expanded to even local businesses. Uh, restaurants come to mind. So influencer marketing is just the, uh, the the task of influencing the surroundings. So for a restaurant, it just means uh, bringing people that have followers into the establishment yep. uh, and having them publicly uh, showcase the food, the service, their experience, and having people see that and then that bringing in business. It's an extremely difficult thing to uh, to to track in terms of revenue and boost in sales when it comes in that format. There are different formats, right? So it could come from a local influencer. So someone in, for example, the city of Montreal or, or in Sydney, they come to a restaurant and they broadcast and then the people around them see it. There's also a different kind of influencer marketing that we've been experimenting with, uh, which comes in the form of, of ad content. So, for example, um, creating the idea of influencer marketing. So just having real people use the product and film that, uh, they don't necessarily have to have a very big amount of followings, but just showing real people using the product um, gives us the content to build these really, really great ads that have been working for a number of niches. Um, so it's that's that's kind of just the, the gist of that. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I know that Hosky Media is uh, very much video-based, but as Chief Content Strategist, uh, you've touched on a couple of other things. Um, what's working for you right now? Is it, is it primarily video? Is it combinations? How does it unfold? It's, that's a great question, Rick. And one of the really amazing things that I've been seeing, and because we are purely content-focused and we don't do any kind of media buying or anything like that, mm -hmm. we work. A lot of media buyers from other agencies uh, feel very comfortable working with us because they know that we're not doing any kind of competition and we're just purely focused on content, which means that we get, you know, 30 perspectives uh, of people that have several clients in different niches, all running our content, giving us feedback on what's working. So I'm looking at people that are in the dental niche and then the next day I'm seeing content that's working in the fashion niche and then the restaurant niche and then all these different things that I'm seeing and I'm seeing that the type of content that's being pushed is not always video that's being uh, the winner, right? So, for example, the fashion niche uh, is heavily driven by graphics and photography. Uh, this alone can push push a, a fashion store uh, to very, very uh, high heights in terms of revenue mm -hmm. before even getting into the video content. Of course, the video will push it to that next level. Uh, but, for example, what's working in the fashion niche uh, for the graphics is definitely not going to work for a supplement brand, right? Graphics for a supplement brand are really not an effective way of advertising. So we're seeing the different types of content being used in different niches and their effectiveness. And sometimes it's not always the same that works. Yeah, fantastic. We have uh, an audience that tunes in from all around the world, and uh, many of them are small to medium-sized business owners. Now, a lot of them have talked about the, you know, the the wonderful nature of the 21st century in that we've got so many different um, media platforms to choose from. You've you've got oh, look there, you can't count them on two hands anymore. There's that many of them. How does one yeah. choose where to to be online? 
No, that's that's an amazing question. And uh, each niche, I believe, has their platform. I'll give you an example. Uh, for the tech niche, you know, usually when someone looks to buying a piece of technology, they'll mm -hmm. usually go on YouTube and watch a review. You see all these super, super ultra-famous YouTubers uh, reviewing these high-quality tech products, and which attract millions and millions of views. Um, so we've seen that, for example, be the channel of choice for tech. Uh, for anything fashion, we've seen Facebook and Instagram uh, leading the way. So there, unfortunately, there's no real uh, formula for an individual to know. It really comes down to testing. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, if you look at your comp if you look at your competition and do a proper analysis, you can usually identify which platforms they're leveraging the most. The one thing I'll say that works across every industry that I've seen so far is the influencer content. Um, you know, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, if people, if someone is influencing on those platforms in the niche that you're, that you're looking for, it's usually a good idea to collaborate with them. That's fantastic uh, input. Thank you for sharing. Now, uh, in terms of finding influencers, I have no idea. Let's assume that I wanted to. I'm your case study. Um, do you, yeah. you help me find someone? How does it work? Yeah, so there's a number of ways that we've tried. Um, the first way that really had a lot of success for us was manual outreach. The problem with this is that it's extremely labor intensive. You need someone that's constantly doing this, following up. It's almost like a sales job, right? You're, yeah. you're selling the influencer to work with you. So you need someone who's competent, who understands the process, and you need a sales material. You can't just exchange a few messages and expect that person to trust you. You yeah. need to show them, uh, you know, either re uh, other people using your product, reviews, uh, things that establish some trust. Um, so that has been the most effective way for us. We've tried uh, building brand awareness campaigns where uh, companies will film a video and say, hey, are you an influencer? We want you to uh, apply to work with us. Uh, that has seen some, uh, some success, but there, it's, it's very hard to control who applies for those positions. So... You're not always getting the most ideal candidates, uh, right? So that's 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 the thing. So, so it really depends on how much influence you want from those people. Yeah. So over it, this sounds more like a relationship building sort of scenario before engagement. Um, I I also read uh, on your website about um, traditional direct response marketing. Um, where does that fit uh, in terms of Hosky Media? And I will ask you in a moment how Hosky Media actually operates, um, but is direct response marketing, you know, traditional mail outs, email um, funnels, all those sorts of buzzwords, are they still in vogue, do you think? Yeah, so it's really interesting just for us personally, uh, Hosky Media running our own ads, we've seen some mixed feelings uh, versus a landing page yep. versus a traditional website. Uh, but this is for the B2B space. So for, um, for example, the e-commerce space, right, or the technology space or the service space, mm -hmm. funnels are still very much relevant in the terms of uh, creating bundles. So I'm thinking primarily of the e-com niche. Yep. So, for example, we had a customer who sold coffee. Uh, it was one of our more successful campaigns uh, that we did. And he was trying to sell a single coffee bag. And then we did a, uh, on his website and we did a landing page. Uh, which combined two coffee bags and a specialty mug, uh, which was selling a much higher price point. And the sales and conversion rate on that uh, were significantly higher than the single bag offer. Mm -hmm. um, and this was done through funnels and a specific ad and a specific offer. So I, 
think still to this day that direct response strategies will work uh, in the e-commerce world. It's just a matter of finding uh, what exactly is going to work. So even in the fitness niche, including a free ebook that helps people uh, diet or gives them exercise, an exercise plan combined with a fitness product uh, and creating a funnel for that uh, still is, is providing this added value, which is very much in line with the direct response values. Just like you, you're adding a ton of value to the My Future Business audience uh, thus far. Thank you so very much, Antonio. I'd love to now talk and pivot to Hosky Media in terms of the process and how it relates um, to storytelling. Can you run us through how Hosky Media works with clients? Right. So the first thing and the most important step I see, and the, it's usually the step that gets overlooked um, initially when people are looking for content, is that I compare our journey to going to the doctor. Most of the most clients come to us with a significant problem. Either their ads are underperforming uh, or they're just looking to get started in the content world. And most agencies have this reflex of selling them the big, big package right away. And yeah. I compare that. It's like going to the doctor and you say, hey, I have a headache. And the doctor says, we need to put you on the operating table right away. <laughs> saying, hey, yeah, take yeah. a Tylenol. You know, or an aspirin. So it's, it's overkill. Exactly. So. My goal actually in the process is to solve the problem before we even have to go into the studio and film new content. Usually the companies that come to us have so much material that just hasn't been repurposed in the right way um, that we usually are able to give them a boost in sales without spending a significant amount of money, which has been really one of the big realizations of 2021 for us, which has been to properly do a competitive analysis, identify key pain points, uh, which are usually found in the Amazon and Walmart review comments. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're selling a supplement, uh, you're going to want to look at your com competitors, look at these supplement brands that are competing with you, look at the hundreds of comments of people commenting and seeing, okay, which are the keywords that are coming up the most often? And this is where you will uh, build your headlines and your scripts. Right. Because a lot of content agencies kind of just, you know, the content comes from their head. And I think that's a very, very risky way of operating. It's not a way that really uh, allows for any kind of consistency, which is why we totally scrapped that. So although our editors are extremely talented and our copywriters as well, nothing gets done without this step, uh, because this is really the only way to assure that we're doing content based on data uh, versus based on some kind of creativity that comes from, you know, I don't know where. So. That's really one of the key things that I try to establish when we start. You know what? As soon as you started telling me about the Hosky process, you lit up like a candle. I can tell you're very passionate about this. Is This is where your sweet spot is, and it's a credit to you. Another thing I took away from this, Antonio, is that research is king. Um, guesstimates uh, are not, are not going to cut it anymore. And um, I wonder now, um, where does storytelling come into it if you do have to create new content for a client? I guess that depends yeah. on the niche. That's, it does depend on the niche, and usually the, the story comes from the pain point. So, for example, we have this, uh, I, 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 there's, a great, there's, a, there's a great brand out there, um, it's a, and it's an electric toothbrush. And one of their concepts, they, they spend thousands and thousands of dollars on these video ads, and they address one specific pain point. So their toothbrush cleans the teeth with radio frequency. Okay. Now, if you go into a store and you tell someone this, <laughs> they're going to think that you're making things up. They're not going to believe. So they spend thousands of, of dollars addressing this one pain point, this one objection. 
um, right? Where, where, where customers are like, oh, that's never going to work. So for example, in one of the ads, uh, uh, the person says, oh, wow, this is the toothbrush. It cleans your teeth with radio frequency. And the person next to him says, that's never going to work. And then they have a, they, they have a comparison scene where there's two cavemen and there's, and someone's trying to light a fire and the person's <laughs> saying that's never going to work. Uh, and they have these little comparison scenarios where they're showing, uh, points in time where people were very doubtful of innovation. Uh, another one that they did was uh, when the first buttonless phone came out, so the iPhone, right? The first, the first phone with only one button, mm -hmm. uh, the, the reaction was the same. This is never going to work. It's a stupid idea, but then it did. So again, thousands and thousands of dollars behind this one very specific objection. Now, how does a company feel confident to invest that kind of money behind one particular pain point or one particular objection. This is through, uh, you know, consumer research. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's always impossible until it's done, isn't it? That's the nature of, uh, I guess, uh, yeah. continuous improvement and taking the bar to the next level. Now, um, when um, somebody wants to onboard, is given the things that are going on in the world right now, Antonio, are you doing um, remote engagement or is it still studio-based? How is it working at the moment? So one of the visions that I had when I built Hosky was I wanted the company to be 100% remote. Uh, so uh, three years ago when I started, that was my mission. So when COVID happened, you know, for me, it was pretty much business as usual. Yep. What happens is that customers will ship us their product, right? And uh, we will receive it and then we'll do everything from here in Montreal. Uh, it's very rare that we have to go to, to someone's place or location. We do that very rarely, actually. We try not to because uh, it's, a, it's really an inefficient way of operating. Yeah, absolutely. You can, nowadays, uh, most people, I guess, would be fairly confident in front of a, a screen. Now, do you do, uh, you, you would do other than just FaceTime? You do scenario sort of mapping or? Oh yeah, 100%, so we'll do storyboards, scripts, and uh, obviously uh, we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm via Zoom. And we even have a setup where a client can watch the filming happen in real time via a zoom link like this uh, and they have a little gopro and they're right next to the director and they see the whole thing in a wide angle so they know exactly what they're getting they can give live notes um you know to the actor um so the channel stays open so the ceo can pop in for 30 minutes he can leave he can come in in an hour someone else from the team can pop in so we have that possibility so all the while you're gathering that research data directly from from the people that matter, which are your clients. So that's that's fantastic. I I, I sit here and I think to myself, well, um, if I wanted to get on board and I've never done this before, um, is it very difficult for somebody to go through this process? And especially smaller businesses, resources are limited. How does it go with that? Yeah, no, I I totally you know Rick, it's it's great that you mentioned that because small businesses really do need a content system, right? Which is why we try to price, we try to have price points for every level uh, of business. And in order to get in touch with us, it's, it's as simple as visiting the website, hoskymedia.com and booking a strategy call with me personally. Uh, I don't know how long I'll be taking these calls. I'm hoping to eventually shift away from it, but for the time being, it's still me uh, taking the calls. Um, and this is on the call. I give a ton of value. I give a ton of insights. And it's a really a no pressure situation. Uh, content is really a, a delicate industry, you know, so there's nothing that's forced upon anyone. And it's really about realizing these new, this new mindset around content. 
Can you take us back to that moment, you know, where you realised you, you were onto something because you've got a lot of testimonials here. How did you feel when you realised that, hang on, there's something here? Well, you know, in my eyes, I still don't think we've made it, but I think that when, <laughs> when we started to see um, clients stay with us for six months, eight months, uh, I started to think, okay, these people are actually happy to work with us. Uh, and there's a lot of love that's, that's being thrown back and forth. And, and uh, the reality is it's the constant battle with yep. Facebook, with YouTube, with these platforms that are charging us exorbitant amounts of money to do client, to have client acquisition systems. Mm-hmm. So there really needs to be a, some level of collaboration between the content team and the client. Um, so when I had, when I started receiving a lot of people saying, you know, big names coming and asking me for my opinion, yep. uh, you know, when I, when I feel like I don't really know the answer, this is, this is just a matter of testing. I felt like, okay, um, you know, we've done 2000 plus pieces of, of, of content. I, I'm starting to have a sense of what's working, what's not working. There's that uh, momentum. It is starting to build. I'd love to, if I could just switch our focus momentarily, Antonio, onto your team. You've got a wonderful group of people uh, on your team. I was wondering if you can tell me a little bit about the experience building a team and working together. This, this is my favorite part. I, I must be honest. Uh, you know, Hosky has been a great work of passion, but building a team, a real team, you know, that, that's there yeah. for me all the time. That's, that's so much more experienced um, than, than I am in, in their fields uh, has been really a true pleasure. So uh, we have our branding director who has 15 plus years of experience in the field. Uh, he is helping us revamp the entire Hosky line. So the website, as you know, it is going to change very soon. Uh, and we're rolling out a whole new line of merch and, and a whole new visual language that we're going to be uh, that we're going to be showcasing. So that's been really an exciting part. The other part is the designers and the editors. The editors, who uh, most of which have 10 plus years of experience in the 3D department, the 2D department, we're starting to do things like Saturday morning cartoons. So, you know, for those of us who used to wake up on Saturday morning and, and watch the, oh, yeah. uh, the television, right? <laughs> uh, we're starting to do these things for kids and educational companies, Excellent. which I think it's just blowing my mind, you know, because we're able to do so much more than, than, than doing, uh, you know, filming stuff. And, and for the people that I work with where we film in real life, uh, most of them have made uh, full-length movies. My director, uh, Vincent, has, been, uh, has had his film premiere at Cannes, at the Festival of Cannes. He's yes. met uh, Robert Downey Jr., all these famous people, uh, even the people I went to school with. So it's just I'm surrounded by so much talent, and that's really, for me, uh, something the, the most rewarding thing because there were times where I was – building this company and I was alone and uh, I had a team, but it w- there wasn't that level of, of love uh, yeah. and loyalty for the brand, uh, which now there is. And that's just really something that's, I think is priceless. That's where it's at. Now keep the dream alive because I think that momentum is certainly gathering. You've got a team, you've got a business, it's really happening. And uh, I wonder now if we can share where people can find you if they want to learn more about Hosky Media. Absolutely. So you can visit our website at hoskymedia.com um, and there you'll find everything. And hopefully by the time this podcast podcast reaches you, we'll have the new and improved version where you'll be able to see more of our work, especially all the different kinds of content and especially all the free value that we're going to be providing on the new website. So hoskymedia.com. It's a little bit difficult to spell, but it's H-O-S-K-I uh, media.com. So that's uh, that's pretty much it, Rick. For, Thank you very much. 
Absolutely. I'll be making sure, Antonia, that uh, when people want to find you, they will find this call. No matter where they find it, they will find a link back to you and your wonderful team. And you know what, Antonia, you are at the core of why this show exists. You epitomise the journey that I love talking about. And thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you so much, Rick. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.